Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Prize, of course, that many of us in Melbourne are pretty desperate at this time. We're, we're desperate to get back into the cafes. We're, we're desperate to get back to the beach for a walk or, or to the mountains. We're desperate to uh, see our, our friends and our family. We're desperate to be together again huh? as church in person. We just want things to go back to normal, right? At one level, this is completely understandable, and this is a good thing. I mean, what we're going through has been a difficult time for many. It's, it's been testing, it's been distressing, it's been painful. You wouldn't wish it upon anyone. But at the same time, it would be an awful shame if we got through COVID and spiritually returned back to how we were before. It would be an awful shame if we didn't use this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn and to grow. If we didn't allow this experience of COVID and coronavirus and lockdown and isolation, if we didn't allow it to be a moment of awakening for us. And so as a way of helping us to grow through this experience of COVID, we're going to start a series today, which I'm calling Leveraging Lockdown. <laughs> to, to leverage something, as you know, is, is, or to leverage is to use something that you have in order to achieve something better or to something new, to achieve something new. Uh, to leverage is to maximise the potential of something. And so in this series, I want to talk about how we can leverage this pandemic to help us to grow stronger as followers of Jesus and, and really to become more fully human. So each week I'm going to be presenting one foundational truth that the coronavirus has, has reminded us of. And I'm going to offer one invitation or, or one opportunity which will help us to come back from coronavirus and COVID and lockdown stronger than ever before, especially in our spiritual lives. So the first COVID-inspired truth that I'm going to share today is perhaps the most obvious truth but at the same time, it's the most hidden one. It's, it's a truth that we understand uh, intellectually, but in our lives, we resist it and we deny it with all our might. Our truth today is that we are not in control. You are not in control. I am not in control. You know, what's been so distressing uh, for many uh, with this whole COVID uh, experience has been that it's, it hasn't just been developing countries that have been affected, but it's brought the wealthiest, most advanced, 
most powerful countries to its knees. Who would have thought that in 2020, Central Park, New York City would be lined with medical tents because of a pandemic that couldn't be controlled in the most powerful city in America? Who would have thought? Even here in Victoria, I mean, thankfully, we're getting our numbers under control, but we're far from controlling the virus. And of course, and then we have to deal with all the side effects that have come as a result of trying to control the virus. I think for many of us, until COVID hit, we would have looked back at history and thought, oh, yeah, um, you know, plagues, they kind of swept through nations back then. Uh, wars, they, they tore the world apart, tore countries apart back then. But, you know, that we don't, we don't really have to worry about those things now. Now things are different. We're more educated. We're more sophisticated. We're more enlightened. We're more diplomatic. And then, of course, COVID hits. See, the truth is we're, we're, we're not in control. We never have been. And we never will be. But rather than seeing that as a problem, today I want to present it as an opportunity. I want to show uh, this lack of control as something which is beautiful and deeply liberating if we are able to embrace it. You know, when I was in my early 20s wrestling with the question of who I am and trying to make sense of myself and my world, I started to engage with a lot of personal development material, self-help, I think they call it as well. I was reading books and going to seminars and listening to talks and uh, through all this material, they were presenting various strategies uh, for success, right? So the importance of goal setting, of getting your thinking right, of uh, establishing good habits. I mean, a lot of these strategies I found quite helpful. But underneath all of them was uh, what, what these authors and teachers were really presenting was uh, a certain pathway to success. And, and, the, and the pathway looked something like this. It was all about ascent. It was about uh, growth. And, and ultimately, it was the, the, the key focus was about accumulation. It was about accumulating knowledge and experience and influence and power and possessions. And, and really, the goal was all about freedom. The, the idea is that once you've accumulated enough, you can then be financially free. Can, you can then do whatever you want to do. You can kind of relax, get your, get your caravan and travel around the country and, 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 and just do what you want to do. You're free. This, this, in this world... Uh, success was all about taking control of your destiny. But you know what's interesting? Uh, I never seem to read in any of these books that as we grow older, whether it be 30 or 40 or 50 years down the track, we might not even be able to control our bladder, let alone our lives, right? Right? 
These books never seem to talk about the ultimate statistic that one in every one person will die. These books and these strategies never seem to allow for the fact that any kind of control that we may have in our lives can be taken away from us in a moment, which of course is one of the great lessons of COVID. COVID has helped us to see that this idea of success has some serious limitations to it. Thankfully, St Paul today presents us with a different vision, a different pathway, a different model of success, a very different pathway to success he presents to us today, which is really the pathway uh, of Jesus. The first thing to notice about this pathway is that it has a very different goal. You see, in Jesus' pathway of success, it was only ever about one thing. What determines a successful life in the eyes of Jesus? Well, it's all about welcoming the gift of the kingdom. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the fruit. That's the indication that you're on the right track. Jesus quite clearly was not interested in temporary success. That's something we probably need to to ponder and think about a little bit more. What's also very different about the pathway of Jesus is that it embraces our lack of control. So we've got this this passage from St. Paul from the letter of of Philippians and, and we think this was a very early hymn in the church. This was something that the very early Christians used to sing. And it says, His state was divine, yet he did not cling with his equality to, to, with God, but he emptied himself and to assume the condition of a slave. And he became as men are. And being as all men are, he was humbler yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But... God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names so that all beings in the heavens, on earth and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus and that every tongue should acclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you notice that everything in the pattern of Jesus is opposite to control? Jesus takes the path of descent. It was through trust. It was through surrender. It was through embracing powerlessness that Jesus was raised to life. That's the pattern I think um, Paul's trying to emphasise here. It's, It's through his dying that he accessed the risen life. You can see how that's such a, a, a different way of approaching life to what we're commonly Uh, encouraged to do. We see it coming out in the psalm today. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor. Jesus shows us with his life that 
the way to true control, the way to true security is through a spirit that is poor, that is humble, that is teachable. That's, that's the spirit of the Lord's Prayer. I want to encourage you to, 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 to have another look at it. It's really a prayer about uh, letting go of control, of surrender, of dependence of God. Which, by the way, does not mean that we dumb down our life. It doesn't mean that we dumb down our gifts. We can still uh, you know, achieve wonderful things out in the world, but do it with a spirit of humility, of dependence upon God. You see, poverty is more of an internal disposition rather than you know, what's happening on the outside of our lives. I think of Mother Teresa. In many ways, she was a woman of great success. She established missions all over the world. She attracted thousands of sisters, thousands of volunteers. She raised tons of money. She was famous. Everyone knew Mother Teresa. But internally, she was radically poor. She knew her profound dependence on God. So in summary, our truth today is that you are not in control. And that's not just during COVID time. This is the fundamental truth of your life. That, that any idea of control is an illusion. It's temporary. It'll pass. The invitation of today is to believe that God is in control and to hand control over. It mightn't look like God is in control. At times it mightn't feel like God is in control. But we can believe it. And the only way to do that, the only way to grow in our faith and trust that God really is in control is to listen to the words of Elsa. We all know Elsa, right? We've got to let it go. We've got to let that tight grip, go. You see, we need to give God a chance to prove to us that he is in control, that he is good, that he will always provide what we need. But God can only do that. He can only prove to us that he really is in control and, and he really will look after us if we let go of the reins. Now, I'm on this journey with the rest of you, believe me. <laughs> but one of the things I've found time and time again is that the more I'm able to surrender control to God, the more truly free I become. It is the most deeply liberating thing when we can truly entrust our, our, ourselves to God and our worlds to God. And I've also found that the more I encounter God's amazing surprises as I let go. God comes through in the most extraordinary ways. So I'm going to leave you today with a phrase that will hopefully help you to embrace your lack of control. You see, we don't need something massive like COVID to remind us we don't have control. We have many everyday reminders. <laughs> Many things that we experience every day remind us of this truth. So, wives, 
When your husband leaves his set of golf clubs right in the middle of the hallway and you're about to lose your head, just remind yourself, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not in control. Parents, when your children, your babies wake you up for the fourth time in, in one night, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not in control. Students, when you've been working so hard, studying so hard, and you get your marks back and they're not what you wanted, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not in control. You know, when you get the flu or you wake up with a sore neck or a sore back or, you, or any other diagnosis for that matter, that's right, I'm not in control. When your financial investments take a downturn, that's right, I'm not in control. When you can't find a job, that's right, I'm not in control. Now, acknowledging the fact that we, we don't have control doesn't mean that we don't do something about these situations, right? We, we still want to keep going for interviews, trying to find a job. We want to uh, keep studying hard. We want to see the doctor if we're sick. Uh, Juliana Zuli, when Anthony leaves golf clubs right in the middle of the hallway, you want to have a talk to him about that, right? But what we also want to do is to allow these everyday moments to be reminders of us, to us, that, that we, we, we can't control our world. And more importantly, to turn us, we allow these moments to turn us to the one who does have control, just like the psalmist today, that we would respond to all these little frustrations all these little reminders of, of, of how out of control we are with the words of the psalmist. For you, God, are my saviour. I trust in your word that you are in control, that you are turning all these things to good. Everything is in your hand. All of this is part of a bigger story. And so in faith, I embrace my poverty because I trust that you will use it to lead me towards true success. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.